0: Okay, so we've got some, some news, and that news is that there's going to be a real reunion.
1: Real reunion, not not a fake one.
0: Right now, it's just to save the date. Go ahead and mark Saturday, October 16th, and don't book anything else, because we will be convening on the majestic Sugar Creek Golf Course in Ville Park.
1: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: Are you putting it in your calendar right now? I already have it in my calendar, thank you. Okay, yeah, me too. Are we putting that together?
1: We are not, which I think is a positive thing. I think that's good.
0: Yes, absolutely.
1: Like I think it will be a better reunion because you and I are pl- not planning it.
0: Correct. But luckily, we've got very capable people doing it. Mm-hmm. Liz and Angie are, are heading it up. They created an Instagram page at WB Class of 2001. Yep. So you can go give them a follow.
1: Yeah. I saw somebody already on that, Angel D'Amico. There was a, they, they posted a picture of our little ditty here, a little podcast. And she said, Oh, I'll have to check that out. How about that? It didn't explicitly say it, but basically I think she said, because you went to homecoming with her, her freshman year, she mm-hmm. has to check this out.
0: That's the only reasonable explanation I can think of. Give me some memory. What do you remember from freshman year homecoming? I went with, I went
1: with Melissa Jimenez and you went with Angel Uh huh. and Melissa and Angel were, were friends at the time. You and I were, were
0: friends. I don't know where we stand now, but at the time we were friends. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So we we went we went to a now defunct restaurant and you and I ate octopus.
0: Yes. I remember that.
1: Remember that? All coming back. So we had octopus, that was great. And that's all I remember.
0: So here's what I remember.
1: Great. Uh oh. Uh oh.
0: And this is a a my own immaturity uh you know, as a freshman in high school. So we were trying to figure out what to do, you know, leading up to it. It's like you got a plan, right? You got the dinner, you got the dance, and then what are you yeah. doing after, right? Okay. And so many many ideas had been thrown around. Uh-huh. And I think I got attached to this idea where we were going to go over to, what is it, Just Fun? Yeah. Place on, on 83, right? With on 83, batting cages yep. And go-karts batting and stuff. Batting
1: cages, go-karts.
0: And for me, as a guy in like a suit, you know, with pants and stuff, I'm thinking, this is great. We can go go-karting after. And I, I don't think the girls in the group were that thrilled about the idea. But Angel was really nice. She was trying to let me down easy. But I think somehow it didn't fully get ironed out until after, right? Like we're at the dance and it's like, okay, where are we going? And in my head, we were going there. And then it was one of those group situations where like, well, so-and-so doesn't want to go. And then we're kind of standing around trying to figure out. Frankly, I don't even remember what we did. I just remember we didn't go there. And I I was a little annoyed at the time because I was that like self-focused that I Mm -hmm. thought everyone would have a blast, you know, driving go-karts. Again, not thinking about the fact that in a nice dress, maybe that's not the ideal after party situation. So, mm. so my apologies to everyone in that group and to Angel for, yeah for trying to push that direction.
1: Uh, I forgive you here on behalf of them.
0: Thank you. Anyway, who, what interview are we running today? Ernesto.
1: Ernesto. Oh, I just rolled Whoa. that R that just
0: came out. Yes, you did. Ernesto. This is one, you know, when we finished, I was like, oh man, I wish we had longer to go with him. Cause we had a hard stop on time. So his, Ended up a little bit shorter than than some of the others, but it was just really cool to connect with him. I was actually probably closest with him in first grade, <laughs> you know. So it goes it goes way back. You've grown apart throughout ever the since. years, yeah. we have. So it was really nice to to get on with him, you know, see what he's up to.
1: Yeah, I you know went to a different middle school than Ernesto. You know, he lived over towards where my cousin James was. So different times, he and I would cross paths, usually playing sports. Yeah but didn't know a lot of his story. So I think you can kind of hear somewhat where a light bulb clicked in his in his life. And ever since then, I think his, his attitude and the way he implies himself was really inspiring.
0: Perfect. And we don't want to give anything away. So, or I guess we gave a little bit of away. It was a teaser.
1: I mean, we, I think we teased.
0: Yeah. I mean. That's our job. Exactly. Let's run it.
2: Ernesto, how are you? Good, Dave. How are you? Nice to see you guys.
0: I'm doing fantastic. For anyone that that doesn't quite, you know, remember too much about you from high school, you want to introduce yourself and then tell us who kind of who you were in high school, maybe any activities or your personality, kind of what you were up to.
2: Sure. So for one, I'm happy I graduated. Had a rough start at the beginning, freshman sophomore year, academic wise, but I turned it around in my junior year when I realized Most of my friends were graduating on a path to graduation, I should say. So then I kind of flipped it around and started doing my homework and and stopped trying to be so cool and was able to accomplish graduating on time. Nice. Yeah, I graduated in 2001. And, you know, as everybody knows, the sort of person I was, I feel like, I don't know, I kind of felt like I, I talked to a lot of people. I remember playing basketball with Paul over at Eric Reineke's house and his dad and John some pretty competitive basketball games we used to have. And
0: David, you know, I remember
2: <laughs> playing with you, like, in elementary school. And, and, you know, you were, like, probably, like, one of my first friends. And, and David, it's kind of weird to say that, like, at that time, I don't really think I even knew English very well, but somehow I was able to communicate, <laughs> to be quite honest with you. English was a second language for me, even though I was born here. But it was a second language for me. And there's this time throughout elementary school that i like to call you know be before english because there's some things that i probably should have watched that i just never really did or or really understand just because of the bilingual barrier but as far as high school goes i don't know i, I felt I, mean, I played a couple sports i didn't really play sports until i got to high school unfortunately i've always looked back and regretted that but then i did play football and wrestle for a couple of years, played football for a couple of years and really met some great people playing, playing the sports at Willowbrook. And then I also met a lot of people that I knew growing up that weren't so much into the sports as well. And it was just, I felt like it was a good mix for me. I was more or less talked to anybody. I didn't really care what group or clique they were in it didn't matter to me. I just wanted to be nice and hang out with people. And I had a blast in high school. I've had some people reach out to me and say, yeah, you know, I remember you did this for me, and you helped me out, and you didn't have to, but you did, and I just want to say I appreciate that. Those are some kind words to hear, you know, later in life. That's awesome.
0: First, the the odd thing is you mentioned, you know, kind of before English, and and you and I, you know, we exchanged before we started recording the memory of of fishing together in in first grade and craziness that our parents like let us, you know, walk all the way over to to Lombard Lagoon and go fishing with no supervision, and I do not remember at all any like lack of English on your, on your side. <laughs> maybe it was there and I was just oblivious to it. But like, if you would ask me, I'd be, no, he's, he spoke perfect English. You know, he always has. So that's, that's interesting. When did you feel like you kind of like hit the point where you were fully comfortable with English?
2: I think maybe like third or maybe even fourth grade, just because I don't really recall the conversations I had prior to then, So I don't know. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe yeah, I'm yeah. just old, <laughs> you know, maybe my, you know, my, Maybe I'm a lot older than I actually, at my age, you know, I took a beating in high school with the parties and stuff and I took a beating in college in the Marine Corps. So, you know, I don't know, but I don't really recall conversations I had like in first or second. I mean, I remember when I got in trouble, but I'm glad to hear that, Dave. So if, if you tell me I spoke great English, then hey, I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. <laughs>
0: Either that, or I just didn't speak, you know, great English either. So we, right, <laughs> we were in it together. That that could be ah,
2: it. <laughs> you, you guys were pretty smart kids. So uh, I, nice. I, I doubt that was the case. I don't
0: know about that, but Paul was. <laughs> what? That's Stop. cool. So, so you mentioned sports and hanging out and some partying and stuff. What were maybe some of your fondest memories from high school?
2: I think going into the playoffs. Wilbrook made it to the playoffs. I think junior when I, we were juniors and that was like the first time in like 10 years. So that was really cool. Even though we got our butts kicked, it was it was a lot of fun. Playing with some of these guys that, that got to play at the higher level was also was also pretty cool to say. I don't know, honestly, I think I just remember having a good time, like in the in the foyer and during lunch and getting picked up before school and hanging out and after school hanging out. And maybe that was a problem because I wasn't planning on graduating in time. <laughs> so I don't know. I just had, I just, I can just tell you that I had a great time meeting everybody in my class and probably not paying attention as much as I should have been and, and getting to know everybody. But I just, I, I don't really have any like bad experiences in high school. It, it was all great, to be quite honest
1: with you. Ernesto, you and I, we didn't necessarily hang out in the same circles all the time. I mean, my cousin James is on the football team. I remember one time I went over to his house and like you got like football, like a bunch of football guys were gathering. You were there. I think Burns was there. And we went over and we I remember we played a game uh football behind Jefferson, and they're like their huge field out there, and it was tackle. I vividly remember you were one of the guys. I was just like praying. Would not be by me when I caught a ball. I did not want to be tackled by you. <laughs> you were you're were, you were, you know, like I said, we were in the same circles and you were you were a pretty good sized guy. And I think on the football field you had a good ability to channel your anger. And I was scared. I'll just say it that way. You were good at football. <laughs>
2: I don't think I had to channel my anger there, Paul. But I mean, I, you know, I, I was able to you know, not a psychiatrist, but, you know, but uh, maybe I didn't have anger issues. But, you know, I don't know, Paul, maybe from the outside looking in. That's not what I said. I did not
1: say you had anger issues. That's not what I said. No. You know, some of us can call upon the, the thrill of of competition. And I could too. I just couldn't yeah, tell. You were a competitor. I just didn't have the strength to do that. You were a competitor. Hey, I had a question, if you would, wouldn't mind talking a little about you, you mentioned like junior, junior year at some point kind of turning, turning the page or or kind of figuring out like, whoa, I better start buckling in. And you mentioned, you know, Willowbrook being really, you know, helping you get to graduation. Do you, do you remember like any specific people along the way that were, were big on that that maybe reached out a hand or or helped you through that process? A teachers or admin or anything like that?
2: I would have to say the, the counselor, right, because the, the goal was, I believe, it was 40 credits, right, to graduate. You need 40 credits, and you needed to either pass algebra or Willowbrook came up with a an alternative to, to not have to take algebra, but then also not have to take geometry, and I got into, it was called consumer math, that I could take, you know, and as an alternative to algebra. And then I was also, I also got credits for going to work. So I pulled, I was able to do like a worker's permit and I'd go to work after school and I got credits for that. So it really helped me springboard back into the threshold of graduating on time. That's great. Now, I, I will say that, that, you know, I, I brought my, Obviously, unsatisfactory grades up to par, at least. And when I say par, a C or a B. But I really, I was really trying, you know, and I really, I, I started doing my homework. I started paying attention and I was able to kind of turn it around. And I, I didn't grow up in a household where my parents, I came home and they told me to you know, make sure you study, make sure you get your work done. It was more of a household of, you know, did, are you going to go to work? And so it was different for me. And those were the things that I've changed now being as a parent where you know I'm couldn't I put my kids through through all, all sorts of sports and I checked their homework and things like that. So it I was definitely first generation right I had working parents that didn't have college degrees so college wasn't never the conversation at my dinner table. it was it was really just being influenced by my peers that helped me turn things around for myself because I felt like I just didn't want to get left behind. Or it was always like, you know, like I said, since I talked to a lot of people, I didn't really, I talked to a lot of people and, and hung out with different types of circles. Some circles were on what well, you can say a, a bad trajectory of not graduating and and didn't really care for it, right? Some even dropped out and others were in the other circles. And I, I kind of made a decision to to pick which peers I want to be like versus be influenced by them.
1: Wow. That's great.
0: Paul mentioned teachers that sort of helped you along. Were there any students that made an impact in your life somehow?
2: I mean, it just depends if you want to keep it PG, bro. <laughs>
0: I mean, I think, I think we get PG 13 would probably be okay.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I would say mostly it was my brother, to be quite honest with you. My older brother that probably had the most influence on me throughout my life. Positive influence. That makes sense.
0: Did you go to prom by any chance?
2: I did. Yeah. I went with,
1: crystal jerk oh okay any big memories from proms
2: no (laughs) not those kind of memories there paul
0: (laughs) (laughs) So, so the answer to this next question is not necessarily a reflection on on crystal but overall prom positive like did it exceed your expectations did it fall short
2: i mean it wasn't that big of a deal to me but i mean yeah it was fun did it exceed my expectations? I mean, I think we went to some, I think we went to the residence Inn and rented a hotel and we all partied afterward it wasn't crazy or anything. Something, nothing memorable than every other kind of weekend, except you're in a tux.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nice. So 2001 comes you, you graduate on time and then where does life take you from there?
2: I think I stuck around for about a year and I was like a, a server of annuities on North Avenue for a while. I just got bored. I wanted to do something, something different, something I just wanted to get out of Villa Park, you know, like everybody does at that age. So my, my lottery ticket was joining the Marine Corps. So I joined the Marine Corps on New Year's Eve, 2002, going into 2003.
1: Where did that idea come from? What planted Marine Corps in your brain?
2: I, I just, I wanted the challenge and I why i chose the marines i just i wanted the hardest challenge i just felt like I, that's what i wanted to do is the hardest one and i didn't really and it was probably like one of the first offices that i went into so it was just kind of just led, led the path i went into the military with the mindset of getting a college education so again coming from a family that didn't go to college i had no idea about grants i had no idea about any of that stuff so i kind of learned that along the way while I was in the Marine Corps. While you were in the Marine Corps, it was free to go to college from the University of Texas or Maryland. So I did, I was able to get freshman and sophomore year accomplished while serving in the military in the four years that I was in. Nice.
1: So when you entered the Marine Corps, where did you you go in New Year's Eve? Where do you go?
2: I wanted to go to Okinawa, Japan. So I got shipped to Okinawa, Japan for six months. And I saw a lot of people in Okinawa. You'd be surprised. From Wallerbrook, In our graduating class. I saw what? David Clark? He was really? out there. Yeah.
1: <laughs> David Clark. Love that man.
2: It, Stephanie Bliss was out there with me. Oscar. Wow. Oscar, I saw Oscar out there. Oscar Gamboa? Yeah. I saw him out there. I think, yeah. And I would see these people at like the bar. And I'd be like, whoa. <laughs> I saw Doug Doug Drew. Do you guys remember him? He was like a year older. He was out there in Okinawa with me. A lot of Willowbrook people went went to the Marine Corps. And when I say he was out there with me, I mean, he was on the island. He wasn't in my platoon or anything. We all had different MOSs, but they were on the island and I just happened to bump into them.
0: Did you enjoy your time in the Marines?
2: Yeah, I did. I had a great time. I guess maybe that's kind of my attitude. I just make the best of everything. So, I mean, I... I, did, I wasn't a an infantry, right? I was a paper pusher. I chose that on purpose because I wanted to go to college and I wanted to travel. I, I did not just want to travel to Iraq and back. I definitely wanted to see things. So my, my, my job was uh, operations and logistics with like a hybrid of intelligence. When I came back out in Zamboanga, in the Philippines, on Buanga, while I was in the Philippines, so I did six months in, in Okinawa, six months in the Philippines, attached to Operations Intelligence Unit. And then I pretty much switched my MOS, which is your what you're assigned to do, to Operations Intelligence from then on. And I got attached to what's called a MU, Marine Expeditionary Unit. And there you just get attached to the Navy ship. And I did two tours with them. And in a, they were Asia-Pacific tours, so I would stop in Hawaii, Hong Kong, UAE, Singapore, Egypt, and then we went to Kuwait and then Iraq. We did a, I did a total of six or, or a, year Iraq, a year in Iraq, six months for each for each tour. But I, I really got to see the world.
0: It's a lot of places. I like it. So it was just four years and then you were done?
2: Yeah. Got out in 2006. My brother was going to Northern Illinois University. That was the only school I applied to, and I, I got in. And from there, I just—it was—I just—I lived there. I, you know, I'm I'm 26 at the time, right? So my my bedroom wasn't wasn't available anymore. So I, I lived there as a student, and I lived there as a as a resident. You know, I worked out there for throughout the summers.
1: And what did you study at Northern?
2: I kind of kept. The momentum, I operate, I majored in operations and supply chain management, which is logistics. So I just, I kind of felt like that was yeah. what I knew and what I've been doing. So I, and it was a, it was a business degree. So I liked that it was a business degree and I just liked that it was like management and operations. And yeah, so it was, it, I just kept going with it. And it, it kind of transferred into my first job and then it kind of, I pivoted a little bit and and now I'm in procurement. So now I just, I purchase.
0: That's pretty cool from, you know, n- not even sure if you're going to be able to graduate high school, right? Cause you're kind of slacking off and just weren't getting the guidance and people telling you like, Hey, you need to buckle down and and study to turning that around and then figuring out how to, how to get college done and, you know, going through the military and and just committing to get it done. So that's, that's pretty awesome.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. For a lot of people, I feel like it was it was no brainer. Like for my kids, it, it's just not even an option. You're going you're going to college. But for me, it, it was something that I that was probably something that I, I did on my own. So I, I give myself a lot of credit and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but I was never told to go to college or anything like that. So I had to learn how to study for the first time in college. You know, I had to take algebra and and all these and all these classes uh-huh. that I never took that I should have taken didn't do that. So I had to learn a lot on my own. Where I, and i was i was one of the older ones so that's even too so that put a lot of pressure on me to to make things right academically for myself i mean i started my butt off i'm definitely not a good te- test taker but i graduated to 3.4 and, and that's fine by me
0: yeah super cool you mentioned earlier that you're married and to someone that was from back here so did you come back to kind of this area after graduating northern or did you go anywhere else first
2: no, I came back to this area. I, I, I felt like I got the traveling part of my life just kind of done. And I, I don't want him to settle down. I met my wife while I was in college. And she was obviously a, a career person, right? I met her through John Reineke, which is Eric Reineke's younger brother. And yeah, like I said, she just, it, we couldn't afford a house in Elmhurst. So we bought one here. And But now we're, we've planted some roots and made some really good friends.
0: How many kids and, and how old are they?
2: had two boys, six
0: and eight. Nice. Fun ages.
2: Yeah. We're a baseball, basketball, and football family. So those are the three sports that we play all year round.
1: Hey, can I go back? I just wanted to ask, so when you were in the Marine Corps and, you know, getting all those tours, you went a lot of places, just wondered if there was any any memorable stories or stories you look back to in your time there that, like, were really formative
2: Yeah. So I'd like to say it was the disciplinary proportion of what the Marine Corps kind of puts in. And that's not only as like a fitness goal or a, you know, you got to stay in shape, but it's more along the lines of, you know, how you act and how yourself, how you hold yourself as a person. Obviously when you're in and you're in uniform, there's a lot of things you, you don't want to do while you're in uniform and you have to act professional and they kind of, always drilled down on you and kind of said, hey, when you got this uniform on, you represent the United States of America, you know, you can't be doing stupid shit.
1: Yeah, I think that discipline and that that responsibility, it sounds like, you know, you kind of learned a lot of like being responsible for your actions. They really held you accountable of that. And I think that's something that when we were in high school, we had different levels of how responsible we were for our actions all the time. And I think that's great. That's something you picked up. From there, because that's such a great life lesson, right? Something that helps you always down the road, having that discipline and being responsible and showing up. I love that. I think that is a big part of it.
2: It definitely helped through college, right? If I needed to do my homework, I needed to go study. I I was older, one, two, have been there, done that. So (laughs) I wasn't really influenced by by like the party scene. You know, I knew that I was there to go to work. That I mean, to me, I took school as like going to work. I was there to go to work. Failure was not an option.
0: There you <laughs> go. <laughs> so fast forward to today. What does a typical day for you look like right now?
2: I work for Ferrara Candy, purchase everything in their packaging portfolio on the paper side. I have been buying some sort of paper product, whether it's a commodity or finished good for the last 10 years. And so right now working at Ferrara for the last about two and a half, almost going on three I I work, you know, with pandemic going on, I'm I'm working from home between eight and five. I, I leave it all on the, on the playing field as far as work wise. And then after five, I shut it down and, you know, I really focus on, on what my kids got going on, you know, whether it's football, baseball, or basketball, get involved with the coaching and helping out with the coaching. I'm never the full, I can never commit to being a coach, but I'll always definitely help out if I'm just standing around.
1: You'll bring the discipline.
2: Right. (laughs) Bring thunder. <laughs> <There you
1: go.
0: laughs> what time do you typically go to sleep and what time do you typically wake up?
2: Typically in bed by nine, and then I'm up by five. And I'm at the gym by five thirty.
1: Wow. Whoa. the gym. What okay, so what are we what are we working on at the gym, Ernesto?
2: I'm not trying to win any championships here. I'm just trying to stay lean.
1: <laughs> stay lean?
2: Yeah. I like to eat the s you, know, you gotta you gotta you gotta off right? somewhere <laughs> yeah, I'd rather eat than starve and work out hard.
0: exactly. so you mentioned your kids and how you're you know active in in coaching and sports and sort of setting the expectation around kind of academics and school going forward for them in a way that's you know different than than your parents provided for you. Is there anything else so picture your kids in high school? how do you what kind of dad are you going to be like how do you think about parenting a high school student knowing the type of trouble kids can get in or not or the amount of fun they can have like how do you what's your idea on balancing that when you're when you're parenting
2: well first of all they think they can get past me but they're completely mistaken because i probably know all the tricks (laughs) (laughs) and then second of all i think just being involved you know i think just being involved in in their academics and being somewhat of their counselor as a parent, right? You know, what are you doing preparing for college? You know, what classes you want to take now that'll better position you in the future in college? Things that'll make your life easier that I was never told, right? Yeah,
0: that makes sense. What do you know now that you wish you would have known when you were 18?
2: If I could do things differently, yeah, I would have went to college and then you join the military and, and become an officer. Whenever somebody asks me for military advice and they're young, is that I tell them, go to college. And if you still want to be in the Marine Corps, even after all the different, different types of influences you have had while you're in college to be the next Steve Jobs or the next, be the next Bezos and in, in developing, you know, a selling platform or be somebody that invented an app you know if you still want to scratch all that and and join the military for the better cause for the better good then then do it but do it as an officer you'll you'll make a much more impact
0: cool let's see is there a point of view or a belief that you used to have when you were younger that you no longer like you you believe something different or you have a different philosophy on it
2: i guess i would say you know there's that like cliche saying when you're young and, and dumb living in the now and and not really you know caring over, over what happens the next day or you know not positioning yourself for a better future position and whatever it is you're trying to do right i think that's probably one of be the, the mindset that i think i definitely changed the most probably what every parent tells their kid <laughs> <laughs> don't make the same mistakes i did
0: All right. My favorite question is what would your 18 year old self think of your 37, 38 year old self?
2: I'm proud of where I am guys. I'm proud of myself to be quite honest with you. I I ran a business for five years, a roofing and siding business. I learned a lot of things running my own business and I wouldn't say it was successful business because I'm not able to transition from what I do now into, so it just kind of became a side hustle. But it taught me a lot of things. You know, I was, I was able to wear a different hat when you own your own business, your procurement and also a salesperson, right? So it just taught me to really just be open-minded and flexible and just different things that I never thought it would teach me. And I definitely transitioned some of those skills into my corporate life. And I think it excelled me in my corporate life. So I mean I'm I'm happy. I, can I can I be making more money? Absolutely. <laughs> but, but we're comfortable, so I'm I'm happy with my.
0: More money, more problems.
2: Yeah, exactly. You
0: know that's very cool. I love it. I really appreciate the story and all the hard work. Is interesting. You know, just hearing kind of your evolution, right? From what are the kids saying these days? A YOLO is that it? YOLO. There it is. <laughs> from the YOLO, Yolo yeah. slacker. <laughs> yeah. yeah. From that, which to all the hard work and kind of, you know, going step after step to where you are now and, and sort of building that foundation for your kids. So that's super cool.
1: Thanks Ernesto. This was great.